Welcome to Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Good Time Podcast. The only podcast on the internet and elsewhere that identifies, biographies, Sigmund Freudian fries, and Coke. The entire list of characters. Excuse you. Every figure on the cover of the Beatles 1967 album, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts. Club band. Today we talk about Hunts Hall and Simon Rodia. I know a lot more about Leo Gorsi than I know about Hunts Hall, but uh you know. There were a couple of boys, a couple of couple of Barry boys. He was born in nineteen nineteen and then he died in nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> That's pretty cool. There's a lot of nines in his life. He was, as was Leo Gorsi, best known as a member of the Bowery Boys, a group of street smart and rough and tumble characters in the series of films <laughs> from the 1940s and 1950s. I don't know if ChatGBT knows that it doesn't have to uh, cover the overlapping aspects of... The establishing shot has yeah. established the shot. He appeared in over 60 films between the years of 37 and 58, whereas uh, Simon Rodia... Uh, wasn't in any films, no. I don't think. Uh, no, Simon Rodia was an American artist and architect who lived from 1879 to 1965, so they shared a couple years. He is best known for designing and building the Watts Tower in Los Angeles, California. The Watts Towers are a collection of 17 interconnected sculptures made of steel and covered in tile and glass. He worked on the towers for over 30 years, and they are now considered a cultural landmark and a masterpiece of American folk art. Uh, also kind of Salvador Dali-esque. Yeah, it sort of looks like his mustache. Yeah. I can see that. You should look up a picture. You should also have your album cover out now, too. You should always have your album cover out. <laughs> For protection. No one should have to ask for that. <laughs> you should just whip it out. Say, what do you think of this? Did you know you can do that. I learned that. I learned that. I learned this years ago. So a Lonely Hearts Club would really kind of be like a dating service, wouldn't it be? Yeah. Like a missed connections. Which is why we're trying to find out. We're, try, 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 we're trying to land a date for Mae West. We want the best suitor. And she's not going to go out with Hunts Hall. He was the second banana. Leo Gorsi's not even on the cover. And Hunts Hall was second banana. She's not going with that guy. No. She wants a sculpture made about herself from Simon. Let's hear how that conversation She, she wants some with the tenacity of 30 years on one project to... To dazzle her. <laughs> All right, so uh, there some May just finished up with uh, who? Who is she just with? Patrick? Not Patrick Nagel. <laughs> not Fred Astaire. Who's no. After Fred Astaire. No, Fred Astaire was ages ago. <laughs> Vargas. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was yeah. She gave him a, a little peck on the cheek. Yeah. And then. Uh, and then he painted her naked. But now. She's talking to Simon Rodia. You know, the speed dating here. Uh, 
My, my, Simon, you sure know how to build things that rise up to the sky. Thank you, Miss West. I suppose you like things that reach high, don't you? You're quick, Simon. I do like to aim high and achieve my goals. I can see that. You're a woman who knows what she wants and how to get it. And what about you, Simon? What do you want? Well, right now I want to get to know you better, Miss West. You know how to charm a lady, Simon. I like that. I aim to please. Your towers are quite impressive, Simon. You must have put a lot of time and effort into building them. Yes, I did. It took me over 30 years to build them, but it was worth it. They're my legacy. I like a man who knows how to take his time and do things right. You're a true artist, Simon. Thank you, Miss West. You're too kind. I'm never too kind, Simon. But I'm impressed by you. Would you like to show me around the studio? Of course, Miss West. It would be my pleasure. As Simon takes May on a tour of his studio, the two continue to flirt and get to know each other better. May can't help but be charmed by Simon's artistic talents and rugged good looks, and Simon is captivated by May's confidence and allure. They both know that this is the start of a beautiful friendship. So his studio was uh, pretty close, pretty close by. Yeah, in Los Angeles. Right next door to London. (laughs) In the yellow book, anyway. Right. What if his studio is just? What if his studio is just in the office at that uh, diner that was across the street? Because he hasn't. Yeah, maybe he hasn't. He hasn't quite made it yet. Which sucks because it's upstairs and like all this stuff is so heavy. All the sculptures you have to (laughs) lug it up and down the stairs all the time. When he could just be on the ground floor. Yeah, Mae West, she, she's like a uh, true, true art aficionado because like, nobody even knows about this guy yet. But she's seen all of his towers. All seven, seven, 17 of them. All 17 of them. That would be something to see. That he was just building in the, uh, in the parking lot behind the diner. Yeah. <laughs> and putting his overflow in the office. <laughs> It's a wonder they could walk around in there. Like the old saying goes, you don't, you know, when you start to build a tower, you don't build the top of it first. Yeah, that's true, because it'll fall. Unless you're Simon, building it in the in the in a small little studio. Okay, here's here's the top of it. Now I'm gonna build all the little parts under it. Yeah, I guess you could build the top first if you had like an anti-gravity device that would hold the top. And then it would be easier to like tell what you're doing as you go down. And then maybe you decide that like you're like, nope, I need a different location for this. Like you get close to the bottom right before it touches the bottom. You're like, I don't want to put this here. Just hanging in the air. <laughs> yeah, and then you can move it somewhere else way easier. No, you get a crane. You just have a crane. And you just hang things from it. <laughs> Until you've made up your mind. <laughs> yeah. 
And then you just put big screws in the ground and then you just screw it in. <laughs> like denture, like those permanent dentures. That's why it took them 30 years to do. All those head, the Easter Island heads, they're all just giant dentures sticking out of the ground. They're the good ones, though. They're the ones that you don't have to take out. They're drilled right in there. Stonehenge is the same thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But those are bad teeth. (laughs) Those are some ratty-ass dentures, Stonehenge. (laughs) That's why they're just discarded the way they are. So haphazardly. In a crop circle. And ancient people. It's just ancient people worshipping some dude's smile. (laughs) It's just like, what a great smile. Let's perform ritualistic ceremonies around this guy's, this guy's pearly whites. But never smile while we do it. We are not worthy of smiling. <laughs> the ultimate smile has been smiled. <laughs> they can calculate the position of the stars just from the twinkle of this guy's smile. So Mae West is all right. So we should recap because I feel like there's a lot to recap on. I think that'd be great for a final episode, including Bob Dylan. Oh yeah, because he's the he's the last one. Yeah, that's on the it. row here. Is he the last person? Who's got the little the little cat in the hat hat? Uh, no, that's that's I would say that's the second row. That's the second row? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Definitely lower than any I was just ones. thinking the rows were kind of like Kirby, like a snake. Mm. They Man. sort of are, if you look at it. Yeah. It goes Bob Dylan, then there, then Lawrence of Arabia. You're right. And it goes around. Then there's this douchebag all the way on the far left, third one down. We know you have your album out. Look at it. There it is. And then there's something else. And then there's a, And then there's Jimmy Rogers. The blue yodeler. And the, then the, the, Marlon, Walmart, the Walmart yodeler? <laughs> and then uh, Burt Reynolds doing his best Brando. Yeah, it's a pretty good Brando there, Burt. All right, so we have one episode left. One more in season one, yeah. We got to uh, replace these two still. Okay. Hunts Hall. All right, so Hunts Hall was a second banana kind of guy. But Hunts, um, he outlasted his uh, his partner. So David Spade. Wow. That's good. Thinking, I like that. I was thinking of a bottle of uh, Hunts ketchup. <laughs> I like that better. James Spade holding a bottle of ketchup, of Hunts ketchup. How about James Spader holding a bottle of Hunt's ketchup? Yeah. Really ominously, like he does on the blacklist. Except holding a bottle of ketchup. Because this ketchup, ketchup, the ketchup, kind of like second banana. To James Spader? (laughs) To like your meal, you know, to to the actual french fries? I don't know, man. I can usually like... I'll be like, if I have French fries in my house in the freezer, I don't even want to make them unless I have ketchup. Because then I could just drown them in ketchup. So and then you get this. They're the vessel. Yeah, usually. 
I don't know. I mean, if they're good ass French fries, for sure. But I, f- I feel like a huge part. Now, if it well, was a baked potato, that'd be different because I would never put ketchup on a baked potato. But like for French fries, I always want ketchup. And then the fries are hot, and then the ketchup is cold. You get it from the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Ice cold ketchup. <laughs> not, not like literally ice you have cold. It chilled for you. Yeah, yeah, chilled ketchup on some nice hot French fries. Then you can eat the hotter fries that would normally burn your mouth. But the ketchup actually cools your mouth down. This is, this is a strong pull for for ketchup, but like a burger, cheeseburger without ketchup. Yeah, oh, it's still still probably a pretty good burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Frank Lloyd Wright. So long, <laughs> Frank Lloyd Wright. Right, Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, because he's the one that everyone loves. He's an art. He does. Wait, no. This guy did crappy sculptures. Frank Frank Lloyd Wright did big buildings. This guy did one thing. It it seems, <laughs> just one thing that he's known for, and it's just these giant towers. That that look like uh, like Silent Hill levels. <laughs> they look like um, like a wire uh, Christmas tree without all the garland on it, all that all the the green. It looks like where Edward Scissorhands lives, but and he just cut the bushes too far, and it just turned out they had those inside. <laughs> well, that's interesting, <laughs> they would say. Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah. Can't think of any or other... just any of the Disney Imagineers. Frank Lloyd Wright. All right. Yeah. Frank Lloyd Wright and James Spader holding a bottle of Hunt's ketchup. Is that too much? Do we need James Spader holding it? I kind of like that. That would be a cool hipster tattoo. James Spader holding a bottle of Hunt's ketchup. Especially because he's next to Corey Feldman holding 400 bucks. <laughs> they were just both Oh, yeah. You're right. Well, then maybe he shouldn't be holding a bottle of Hunt's ketchup. Why? Maybe it should just be a bottle of Hunt's ketchup. with eyes no I think the simple thing James Spader James holding Spader a, okay. hold, holding the bottle like holding then, it up holding it up yeah yeah and then Frank Lloyd Wright sticking out of Tom Petty's face oh we're getting ahead of ourselves oh <laughs> so tune in next week with the chilling conclusion of season one of I'm already nostalgic for episode three.